all the time. It's happening car in the summer. Okay, don't do that either. <laughs> okay, so um, I want to deal with a, a phrase which we use regularly, and maybe we never stop to really contemplate what exactly this phrase means. So we have the first time in the sixth parsha after the Yaakovino gives the brachas to all of the shvatim. All of these are the Shifta Yisrael, Shnei Um So this is the first time that Yisrael refers to Kla Yisrael as Shvatim. We mentioned, we mentioned earlier, at the end of Parshish Vayishlach, um, Vayu Benayakrev Shnei Masor, there doesn't, doesn't mention that they're Shvatim. Um, the, here's the first time that they refer to as Shvatim. The, the, the Targum already a few times when where the, there's these Havtachas which are given to, to, to Abraham and the Tacha given to, to, to Yaakov that you're going to have Kahalamim, uh, etc. So there it's translated by the, the Targum as Shivtaya Shvatim. But the etzim, the etzim phrase that the Torah should use the word shvatim. This is the first time the Torah uses the word shvatim as a parshas vayechi. The shvatim are also referred to as matos. We find that uh, consistently in Sefer Bamidbor they're referred to as matos. Parshas matos being the, the the first example which comes to the mind. You get, get, get a whole parsha named after it. The, the rashi matos doesn't say the rashi hashvatim. Um, but already from the beginning of, of Sefer Ben Report, it talks about the 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 Pekuda uh, the the peak which the Torah is going to do. B'tchem yur ish ish lamater ish rosh leves abisavhu. So it can be per matter. Lamater ruvei lamater shimon. That was referred to as matters. So in in in, in Sefer Bamidbor, they're never referred to as Shvatim. Uh, in Sefer Devorim, Shavtim and Shavtim stand the Chol Bacharecha Hashem Lishvatecha. So there they talked about that, that it's given to the Shvatim. So it goes back to referring to them um, as the, the instead of referring to them as Matzos, they're referred to as Shvatim. So, what's the difference between a shevet and a matzah? That's the first first thing we're trying to figure out. Uh, the second thing we're trying to figure out is why are they referred to as, as the general union of referring to them as shvatim. Uh, third point: the Torah, besides making a list of the bnei, the bnei Yaakov, the Torah also makes a list of the, the bnei Esav. It also makes this. Um, this idea of bringing them together, okay, the, the, and this is the total, and it's, it refers to them over there as alufim. We refer to the Torah stresses idea that there's after we mentioned all of the, the toldos of Esav and, and the parsha of Yishlach. So it says the the names etc. Then it says that over again. So they refer, refer to as Alufi, which the Torah then uses the same name, title, to the Bnei Seir. Um, 
the Torah talks about the the children of Ishmael. Um, so it says the, the, the names of the Veleshmos Bnei Ishmael. Then the precious Chayasara. It says all of them. So it stresses that they were Nasim. They were Nasim. So we have in regards to Yishmol, the, the we talk we talk about the, that they are the Nasim of their, their Umos. So we're talking about already the already there's a nation which is developed because it talks about they already have their chutz, they already have the place that they're dwelling, etc. And it says they are, they are the, these twelve will be the Nasim. Bayesa refers to them as alufim. Um, um, and over here, it's the first time that Bnei Yaakov mentioned that they're not given any any titles at all. They're just saying that's who they are. The second time that they're, they're, they're now in the mention over here, they're referred to as shvatim. Okay. Um, um, the Targum translates Nesim as Rav Ravin Rav Ravin the Targum translates Alufim as Rav Ravay Bnei Esav so the word Aluf and the word Nesim are fairly similar they're both stressing the Kuda that they're, they're, they're leaders in some way Shvatim um, translates Shivtayu Okay, so that's the, the things we're going to try and see, see if we can understand. Yishmael and the Chayesara. Hello, Debrahu. So we have two names that refer to the uh, the Bnei Yaakov. They refer to as Shvatim, and we see around they refer to as Matos. And both the Shemin and the Mata are some form of a stick. A Mata is a Mata, right? Moshe Benner has his Mata. And the Shevet is... Well, uh, Yosef Shevet Mehudo, the, the, the stick of, the, of authority, the, 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 the scepter, will not be taken away from, from Yehuda. So right there in Parshish Vayashi, the word Shevet, um, is, the word Shevet is used, and it means some type of a, a staff. So, whereas... The reference to the Bnei Yishmol and the reference to Bnei Esav is an element of the fact that they're a nasi over somebody, that they're that they're, they they're leaders. The term does not refer to necessarily Bnei Yaakov. The point the path of their leadership, the leaders, but it does talk about the fact that there's some element of of a mata involved in their lives. Okay. If we want to contemplate the difference between a shevet and a mata, then we're also going to want to contemplate why the Torah uses the word mata in Parshas B'midbor, Sefer B'midbor, exclusively. It does not use the word shevet at all. And the usage of shevet is generally what's used otherwise. Um, it does not refer to them as matas uh, in the other places in the Torah. It's the first name of Shvatim. So, if we want to get the clue between the difference between the usage of Mata and Shevet, um, so we would want to maybe look at what, what is what is the, the 
unique elements of Sefer Bamidbor, which would give us a clue to the between the uses of Mat and Shevet. So just for example, in the end of Parsha Mishpatim, refers to them as Shvatim, Shemos or Shivtei Yisrael. It doesn't refer to them as Matis. Matis is a usage which is specifically to Sefer uh, Bamidbor. Okay, so we both the Shevet and the Matis both refer to some type of a stick. Um, what's the difference between the Shevet and the Matis? So, uh, Refersh says this idea that he sees that a mata is from the word nata. Nata means to extend out, outwards. It's an outward extension. When, when you see, 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 if you have a tree, you have a branch reaching out, that would be the equivalent of a mata. Moshe um, Rabbeinu uses his mata. He uses a mata to point it outwards and do something with it. But the word mata is the idea from the Lashon of nata. It's going to be horizontal. Shevet, he refers, understands that the, the word shevet, the idea of a shevet, is if you imagine a tree, sometimes the trees, the way they grow, they grow out of the trunk. Um, but as it comes out of the ground, instead of having one trunk coming out of the ground, there are multiple trunks which are bound together. And so, and so you have a large, a very large mass coming out, but really it's separate. It's separate growths, which are all coming out of one root down below. The separate growths coming out seemingly at the distance, looking like one large trunk. But getting closer, we see that as distinct, each element standing by itself. Um, so Shevet, he sees as, as is a, an upward growth, and Mata is a, a horizontal growth. Both referring to some way the tree, and the mata is when you have the trunk and something is extending horizontally off of the trunk. And the shavit is when the trunk itself, when the, the, coming out of the root itself, is coming out in, the, in distinct separate units, um, all growing upward. How, how does that come from shavit? So he doesn't. He ties it. Well, the refreshment has wonderful way. Ties ties, ties, ties it onto. He does phonetics and uses phonetic, words that are phonetically similar as a way of calculating that. But that's that's what he suggests. So, Klaisel is, is 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 clearly to be understood as one unit. It's and there there are two ways to see the Shvatim as part of the, 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 the larger unit. One is that there's clearly a trunk, there's a trillion, there's a, there's a large, clearly unified one item in the middle, and these are extending out from, words, from that. Maybe the, the, the muscles I once have used to explain would be like spokes of a, coming out of a, of a wheel. So all, all coming out from the same place, all the same dis- length, um, and all just really seen as extensions outward from the, from the, the, the mid item, uh, and that's the nakuda of mata. Uh, Shevet it, it represents some element of independence, some element of uh, that coming out from the ground itself, the upper growth. It's really they're ready. They're elements of being distinct and, and being unique and being individual. Um, so when we want to use the um, the symbol of, of, of authority, the Yosher, the that that Yehuda is not going to lose his symbol of authority. So his symbol of authority is represented as the shevet. The Yosher shevet the Yehuda. 
that's this independence idea that something's coming out independently, it stands on its own. The one who has the authority is the one who stands on his own, and the others then bow to his, you know, bend to his, his will, to his will. Um, Uh, I want to correct one point before we go, go back go to Bamidbar a little bit. There's one place in Bamidbar where it talks about a shavit. Even though I said in general, it does not talk about, talk about it refers to them as matos, not a shvatim. Um, so in one place it talks about a shavit. So in Parshas Karach, after this, the, the, the rebellion of Karach, um, Kaiser comes to Kodesh Baruch and they complain and they say that you know we, we, we that uh, it's difficult to maintain our relationship with the Mishkan we do not seem to be able to uh, correct, strike the right balance we get too close and uh, we will be destroyed we, we want to come close so how do we deal with that so Bresham tells Aaron that it's going to be his, his responsibility um, so here the Torah uses the word Shevet to refer to Mate Levi. So the, the Shevet of Levi, the Shevet of Levi is referred to as a Shevet. That's the only reference you have to Shevet in Sefer Bamidbor is actually referred to Levi, which is generally referred, we look at as not being a Shevet. Furthermore, if you look at the, the pasuk, the way the Mefarshim understand it, it's not even all of not even all of Levi, because what's Achetcham at Levi and Shevet Avichos? This is what the the um, Shirashi says that Achetcham is Bnei Gershon and Bnei Mori. So who Shevet Avichos? Shevet Avichos Kohas. So Shevet Avichos is within in in Levi itself. There is three parts to it, and one of them is Kohas and. Aaron is from Kohos, that's Shevet of Icha. So the Shevet here is not referring to even referring to, to the, the whole Shevet of Levi. It's, it's simply referring to the family of Kohos within, within Levi. That's the Shevet. So, who that in all the Midbor, the only time it references a Shevet is in conjunction with something which we would not call a Shevet. It's not even it's not even Shevet Levi, it's the family of Kohos within Shevet Levi, and they're referred to as the Shevet. So, uh, what's the point of that? What is the purpose of Sefer, Sefer Bamidbor? So, Ramban is in his Akdama to Sefer Bamidbor. It says that the majority of the mitzvahs that are given in, in, in Sefer Bamidbor are either in regards to Christ establishing himself around the Mishkan. It's the completion of some of the mitzvahs of Karbonus, which were mentioned in Sefer Vayikra in regards to the Mishkan, and the rest of the mitzvahs in general are Hiroshah, etc. So the, the purpose of Sefer Bamidbor is Klaisal's process of arranging himself around the Mishkan. Now, uh, we have to understand that it doesn't just mean the physical element of arranging himself around the Mishkan physically. What he means to say is that when Klaisal will put themselves around the Mishkan the idea of Mishkan being the central element which they live around and everything else is an extension outwards so you 
picture yourself the the wheel with the, the primary strength of the wheel in the middle and the, everything the, the spokes extending out from the, 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 the midpoint of the wheel that's what you picture the, the relationship to the Mishkan that the Mishkan is the cent- central point and you have the Levium around that and the uh, then you have Kleisel arranged around the Mishkan. So the, to in other words, what he's saying is that the Sefer Bamidbar is when Kle, the process of Kleisel learning to live with the Mishkan being the central element of their lives, and that their life should be seen as an extension outwards of the Mishkan. Uh, Klaisod seems to have difficulty doing that. And that's the Chatoim which we find in Sefer Bamidbor. Uh, we, we have Karach being maybe one of the, the primary elements, but we, we, if, if we see this idea of the submission to the message of the Mishkan and the authority of the Mishkan being the primary element of the Sefer, so the Sefer is probing the different ways in which we have difficulty doing that. That the uh, Karaf being maybe the most paradigmatic of that, that he refused to he refused to submit to the authority of Moshe and to Aaron, they representing the the the, the element element of the, the primacy of the Mishkan, and etc. We 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 have the Russians saying go to Israel. They don't, they don't want to go to Israel. We want to figure out ourselves. Russia says don't go to Israel. They do want to go to Israel, but it's, it seems to be that that seems to be the Nakuda. The Rabban then says the majority of the other mitzvahs which they have are, are not mitzvah ladaris. They're specific mitzvahs to allow them to deal with specific issues which existed at the time. Um, so we can maybe say in other words, Vayikra is the halacha, the yesodis, and Bemidra is the attempt to put it lamaisa. The other Rishonim see that the What's unique about Sefer Devarim? Sefer Devarim is is a Sefer which is addressed to those coming into Eretz Yisrael. Sefer Shmois and Vayikra are addressed to those which are leaving Eretz Yisrael. And the process of Sefer Bamidbor is the the passage from the Eretz Yisrael to the Boyars. And the Barsham gives the vehicle for that process, which if you would be able to be able to give over to the boy or it's the message that they need to need to accomplish, this is what it would be, the centrality of, of the Mishkan, etc. Within that context, the usage of the word mata makes a tremendous amount of sense. Mata is this idea of it's not authority, it's not independence, it's seeing an ex- you have a primary something in the middle, the trunk, and everything is standing out from that point. To see yourself as an extension, that the Hatzlacha that Christ is going to have going to Eretz Israel is where it's going to become decentralized. You're only going to have that Hatzlacha to allow for that if you intrinsically you see yourself as being part of a larger whole, an extension of that larger whole. With the, with the Mikdash being the primary element of it. That being said, in Eretz Yisrael, they're going to have a status of Shvatim. Shavtim, Shavtim, Titendacha, right? The Russians going to give you Lishvatacha. There's a din of each Shavit had its own had its own Sanhedrin. Each Shavit had its own ability to judge the Nefashas. Each Shavit um, 
was dealt with in some way. They had their own area. They had their own land. There was many different ways where they're going to become shvatim. So while they're in the midbar, they're matos. In our so they're not going to be matos anymore. They're going to be shvatim. They're going to be. I mean, each one's going to have its own element of authority, own element of exi- independent existence. The hakdama to the process of that is going to be the process of being a matim. You want to be a shaver first. You have to learn how to be a matim. If you absorb the lesson of being a matim appropriately, then you then you have a right to then express yourself as a shaver. Yaakovino comes along and he gives the, 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 the brachas to the shvatim. Um, and it's very clear within the, within the, the nusach of the brachas that he saw, he saw each one of the shvatim as being a very unique, distinct individual. So this Pasik So he gave them the the their bracha, each one according to call according to his kind, what he's supposed to be. And that's what the Pasik first time a shift to Yisrael. Uh, the Bali Musar, Bali, uh, Rashi, Rashi raises the question and says, He didn't give a bracha to everybody. Reuben, he did not give a bracha to him. He said, He just gave Musar. Shimon Levi Achim, Kechamos Mechera Sehem. He did not give them a bracha. Um, so Rashi says that. Um, that What's that? It says that So what's Berachosam? He gave the close to the bracha to all of Klai Saltiyah. But the, the Bali Musters say that, 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 that there's something else that a, a clarifying to a person his unique characteristics and what his defining elements. Is the bracha that he needs to be able to success, be, be, be successful in life? Each one of the shvatim has some element which is unique about them. The Gemara says in Psachim um, that there's a there's a person whose nature was whenever they would get into a fight, he right away said, "Let's go to Bezdin. Let's go to Din." The Gemara says they were, they checked into Yichus. They saw he came from Shevet Don, and uh, Don's nature is Don Yudinamai. Right? So that's he wants to go to Din. So if I see a person that that's his nature, I can look back and say he comes from Shevet Don and that's going to be his nature. So understanding each one, what way they were distinct, unique, and in, 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 in individuals, is that's the bracha that Yaakovino gives them. And that's the postage which, which stresses that they're Shivta Yisrael. means the, the Russian gave each one that ability, uniqueness, etc., or that in some way he could be independent. So, the, but the point of, of the awareness of the brachas, the way Rucham says it is that that a person doesn't know who they are, so then they have no ability to accomplish what they have to accomplish. Because so the biggest bracha is knowing who you are, thereby allowing you to accomplish what you're supposed to accomplish. But what's the purpose 
Like, what is what, what should you take the, those the, this unique talent that the Russian gave you? You take that is you bring it together is for the purpose of the nation but that the person should understand that the idea of being part of the nation is that he should be subsumed and should not have independent existence and not understand that he has unique characteristics and unique abilities and he has unique contributions to make it's a mistake, that, that's not true that's not the point of uh, of a nation you can have a nation which the nation is seen as a vehicle for the ruler to rule over it. Um, so you have a nation to see that the, the, the point of is that each per, each the leaders themselves with all of their strengths, their point is to be able to see what they can, can, can contribute to the nation as a whole. So both of them are expressing their unique talents, etc. One of them is using that to say that I become my individual, and you're there, everyone else is there to facilitate me. And one is I'm supposed to take that and put that at service to the service of the nation. So ASO is referred to as alufin. Right? Just to maybe to clarify that point a little bit, there's 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 a, there's a Ramban in Parsha's Bolak, which he grapples with the problem that the pasuk says, and they are they're going to be destroyed eventually. So it says, who's Simiyat Kitim? So there, the Targum translates, it's going to be ships are going to come from the Ramoye, from the Romans. So the Targum is talking about the attack of the Roman fleet upon these nations, and they're going to put tremendous affliction. Eventually, that they're going to be destroyed as well. But it refers to the Kitim. The Kitim is wrong. That's the translation of the, the Targum. But who is Kitim? Kitim, says the Parshat Noach, was one of the children of Yavim. So we know the Romans Adam, which is Esau, like the Pasuk says. That's a, that's a, that's Adam. We know at the end the Parshas Vayishlach it talks about the the different all of the Alufim. Alufmak the Eels of Rashi. It's Rome. Who Romi? Uh, so the Ramban says. So who is it? Is it Yavon? The Targum translates the word Rome. Rome is Ramoi is. Kitim is Yavon. So Rome was part of Yavon. Here it says Rome was part of Edom, which is Esau. So he says, not Akasha. The Hamanam was from Yavon, and the leaders were from Edom. So the, the ones that are actually fighting the wars will be the Yavonim. Uh, but the, the Pasuk can't can honestly call them Alufim because the, the Alufim are Edom. So the Torah B'davka stresses when it talks about, about Esau that the Esau's goal is to be the one in authority and control to, to dominate and he will have alufim he will have children which are alufim they're, they're, they're dominating over other people they're, and yes you could therefore refer to Rome as Edom because they're dominating even though it's not the people but the Torah B'davka talks about it that way the Torah, never, the Torah talks about the Yishmael as the Nesim right 
right away says so he has he has Yeshua's produced twelve Nasiyah. Twelve uh, leaders of their their clans. The Torah never says that the, that Yaakov has produced twelve Nasiyah. That the, the point of the, the twelve they're, they're, they're the Nasiyah of their their clans. That they're aloofing over their people. They're not that they are part of Klai That being said, there's element of Shavit, which means they have element of authority. There's element of the fact that they're distinct, they're individual, etc. But what the Torah tells us in Sefer Bamidbor is that when Klaisel is going to be able to dwell distinctly an expression of this reality over here, it's only if the first is Akdoma, they see themselves as Matas. So you need the Mata element and you need the Shevet element together to allow Klaisel to function. Klaisel should never get to the point that they become their own Tachlis, they become their own purpose. And the purpose is, and then the, the, the next step will be the Nasi will be seeing himself as the Roish of the Shevet, and that's his purpose, it's for him. It's Badafka the other way around. Uh, the Balik Kabbalah point out that the, the, the number is Badafka 12, and 12 we find there's 12 Mazolas, there's the 12 months. There, there are the, they refer to there are 12 um, okay if you take a cube if you take a cube and you ask how many lines are in a cube so a cube is, is, is a square, a square has four sides it's just a square on the bottom it's a square on the top, so it's four sides on the bottom. There's four lines on the bottom which mark off the square. There's four lines on the top which mark off the square. And then there are four lines which go down from top to bottom in the four corners. So there are 12 lines which define a cube. So the, uh, the, the it talks about this idea that there are the 12 aloxonim, the 12 lines, that's the, the significance of the number, of number 12. The number 12 creates something which is three-dimensional. The world we live in is a world which is three-dimensional, as opposed to just a concept which is on paper. The concept is just an idea. So a concept is uh, two-dimensional or one-dimensional, but that, that it should be expression of three-dimensional, you, it, it expresses itself in the world of, of 12. So if you look at the, the, the Shvotim, the Russian made Yaakovinus recognizing that each one is unique and distinct. So we could see them as the 12 lines which together come together to create the cube create the, the reality a, a something which becomes just single focused loses its perception of reality becomes two, it becomes one dimensional or two dimensional and that's your reality of an asif if you don't see yourself as being contributing to the whole you see yourself as being unique and distinct and individual and your purpose is dominion so you lose touch with reality because you don't have everything it takes to create a reality. No, no one person has that. If you see yourself as part of a larger whole, the 12 different parts come together to create the three-dimensional, three which is the idea of a reality which has all the sides to it. It has, it has everything which it needs to be able to exist. Okay, so we there's this clear elements, of two elements which, which define what it means to be part of Klai Yisrael. There's, a person should never lose 
who he is, what he has unique, what he has in, in the, as an individual, what he has to contribute. But then he has, at the same time, it has to be that he recognizes that he's part of a larger whole. He's an extension out of something which there's a, there's a, there's a central authority, which he's an extension of that. He's extending out from that point. Um, so he's a mata, and he's also a shevet. Um, in the Torah's presentation of it, the Torah's presentation of it, the Torah first presents the idea that they're shvatim. Then the Torah pushes, pushes through a process of mata, and the Torah then goes back to the idea that they're shvatim. It's almost conceptually, I need to get across the message to you. The message has to be that you're a shevet. Each person has to understand that you have a distinct purpose, role, etc. you want to contribute. Applying it into Lamaisa, when, when they, we're, we're finally taking Kleisa, and we're ready to go to give, bring Kleisa to its, its, fun, its fruition, we have to change them into Matas. We have to make sure that they are able to submit to the, see themselves as part of a greater whole, see themselves as an extension of this central authority, that they're Matas. So the, as it were, the, the conceptually, the message is Shvatim, but in reality, the first step is the step of Matus. And only then can you function as Shvatim and still see yourself as part of a larger whole. The truth is a person's, uh, a person's personal stages of development go through something along these lines. Uh, Revolba has this aura. He talks about the meat of Kina. He says that the meat of Kina has a tremendous challenge to Bakram in, in Yeshiva, especially Bakram Hudorm. So a person lives in a dorm, he points out, so you're with, everybody, you're with other people constantly. With other people constantly, you start noticing that this guy's a little bit smarter than you, this guy's a little bit quicker than you, this guy's a little bit more, much more knowledge than you, and this guy is, has, everybody has a mile over you. So you get to the point of, well, what do I have? I'm a nobody. He says, why is that a problem in a dorm? He says, because when, when you're not in a dorm, you go back home at nighttime. Now, the Russian made something called a Jewish mother. Right? There's, there's a unique being called a Jewish, Jewish mother. Jewish mother's goal in life is to point out to their child how they're the most special thing in the world. <laughs> right? That's the Jewish mother's goal. So the... He sits in Yeshiva and says, you know, I'm a nobody. He goes home and says, you're the most wonderful person in the world. You're my son. Right? The most wonderful person in the world. There's nobody better than my son. So the balance between the two hopefully will leave you with, with, with some element of function. You stay in the dorm, you don't have the, the injection of the mother saying that. All you see is the constantly how you're nothing. And that's where the meat of Kina develops over there. That's the horror. How he's, I mean, I'm, 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 I, obviously I'm, I'm embellishing it a little bit. He didn't say it like that. But the, the the role of a child in a, in a parent's home in a, in, a, in a healthy relationship in a, in, a, in a parent's home is the message of the, the parent's message is to the child how much they appreciate them how much they see that, that they have they have talents it's to give the child the belief in himself that he has what to offer if that's all the person has and he never goes and spends a, a kufa of his life where he's part of a, a greater unit 
he becomes very unhealthy. It's all about him and how he's special and how it's, it's about me. He goes to spend some in his life where he's part of a greater whole. Before he goes and builds his own home, there's a tukufa where he's not by himself, he's Badafka part of something larger and he has to learn how to be part of something greater and something larger. And yes, part of the process over there is to learn how to take what he has, which is unique, and let it contribute to, to the greater whole. The next stage of the person's life is then to take that and start using that, that you can start creating something which is yours. Which, but at the same time, you're never going to lose sight of the fact that you're part of a larger whole. So, Kleisel, the minion of Kleisel is is by the the, the batim. They're measured. They're counted in the, by a batim, and then shvatim, and then the golim, and then Kleisel. The bedafka, the count of Kleisel, the way they're counted, bedafka, which is chumash pikudim, which is the the of the of the pikudim, and sefer shmois, they're not counted like that. It doesn't say they're counted by by, by based on matim, batim, and batayovis and shvatim, etc. They're counted. Each person gives his own gives his own shackle. But when you're starting to build Kleisel, that they should be able to become a a, a function which can then move on to function Eretz Yisrael, where they're going to be distinct. They, we dafka need that it should be part of something larger. It should be Pate Ovis and then Shvatim and then etc. etc. So a person goes through these different stages. If you're missing a stage, you get a person who doesn't see himself with his own unique characteristics. So he gets, just gets subsumed into the, the, the into part of the. He becomes this homogenous face, part of a reality, and he's bottled. It's a very dangerous thing. If a person never learns to be part of the, the greater reality, he becomes narcissistic and he becomes just self-focused and self-centered. And neither one is reality. The, the, the true reality is only when you can take a combination of the two things together, and then then you can use that to express yourself as part of something which is you can build a, a, a healthy home, which is your own place, and one hand, it's a it's, it's a base of, at the same time, it's part of a shevet is part of a degel, it's part of a so a person looks in their own life sometimes we get out of balance we're not in the right place at the right time we're missing one of those elements and a person has to see if they have those elements and see if they are deficient how he can compensate as a word to make sure that both elements exist in his life